Welcome to the latest in our Aberdeen Standard Investment Closed-End Fund podcast series, where we catch up with our closed-end portfolio managers and gain some perspective on these complex market conditions. Today, we are focusing on emerging market equities with the manager of the Aberdeen Emerging Markets Equity Income Fund, ticker AEF, Nick Robinson. Nick, welcome, and thanks for joining us from London. Thanks very much, Dan. Good to join you again and, and chat. Great, thanks. Uh, last time we spoke was in December, and uh, so I thought a good place to start would be your impressions post-U.S. election in particular, and then maybe weave in uh, State of the Union for the COVID-19 uh, pandemic, and how those results may affect emerging markets looking here in 2021. Sure, yeah, that's a good place to start. Um, yeah, so I, I think when we last spoke in, in December, we just had the outcome of the U.S. election, and we were seeing quite a change in, in market conditions in that the dollar was weakening, uh, which was good for emerging markets. And we also saw quite a significant shift in how the market was behaving in terms of the types of stocks uh, that were favored by the market. So we saw a big shift uh, towards value stocks uh, with growth stocks performing less well. Uh, and that very much benefited the portfolio as the portfolio is comprised of a significant number of stocks that really fall into the value category of companies. So relatively cheap in terms of price to earnings ratios and have quite high dividend yields. Um, so those stocks perform very well into, into the back end of the year uh, and the fund's relative performance in, in the fourth quarter was very strong as a result of that. Uh, we saw a change in January when the market shifted towards more growth stocks again. So the fund lagged a little bit in January, although market still continued to be quite strong. Uh, and then the big shift has come more recently in the, in the middle of February when the market started to get more concerned over interest rates and inflation. And we've seen a very sharp rotation back into value stocks against the backdrop of the market that's been selling off a bit since, uh, since mid-February. So, so things have been um, quite different, but those kind of market conditions where you know, value is outperforming tend to favor the fund's relative performance. So, so far this year, the fund is, is outperforming uh, by a percent or two. Um, in terms of the coronavirus and, and how that's impacting the portfolio, well, yeah, we're now at a stage, I think, where the market is, is beginning to discount a return to more normal conditions. Uh, and so you're seeing uh, kind of a reflationary trade going on with markets, um, commodity companies doing very well, oil companies doing very well at the moment, particularly post uh, yesterday's OPEC decision to, to not increase supply. Um, so that, that's, that's you know, quite it would be quite a positive environment for the, the portfolio. Um, I think you know, emerging markets in terms of the vaccination progress are, kind of as expected, somewhere behind developed markets at the moment, um, which is, you know, I, I think, fairly you know, not to be – you should, probably shouldn't be too surprised about that given you know, the emerging markets have been you know, relatively slow to develop vaccines and are mostly reliant on the uh, vaccines that have been, been developed by – uh, companies in more developed markets and, and stand kind of some way back in terms of the queue uh, to get access to vaccines. 
Um, but I think, you know, by you know, the middle towards the end of this year, we should have pretty good sight on um, quite significant vaccination of, of most emerging markets. Um, and I think, you know, that will be positive in terms of getting uh, economies going again. Um, you know, certainly the, you know, there's some concerns that, you know, as, as economies reflect, we will see more inflation. Certainly, you know, it's likely that services inflation starts to tick up quite significantly, uh, given the pent-up demand for you know, things like travel, entertainment, and the like. Um, but whether or not that inflation is a bit more kind of longer-lived will be uh, quite interesting. I mean, the base of the expectation at the moment is inflation will kind of nudge down again after we're back through this kind of reopening period just because of the uh, supply imbalances in, in economies out there at the moment, um, which again would, would favor, favor markets again and probably be quite beneficial for, for overall market performance. And Nick, you mentioned uh, commodity prices. Commodities have certainly been uh, on the move uh, as of late. Um, I'm just curious if you could tie that into what the mood is among company managers or management of the securities and the firms that you look at for inclusion in AEF. Um, what has that mood been like as you've been speaking to uh, executives around the world? Yeah, I'd say the mood is, is pretty positive at the moment. I mean, the, you know, that's against the backdrop at the moment where earnings expectations for the emerging market benchmark is for earnings to be 30% higher this year uh, versus last year. And at the moment, we're currently in an environment where those expectations themselves are, are nudging up and have done by a few percent since the start of the year. So, so the mood at the moment is, is pretty bullish, I would say. You know, certainly when we speak to commodity companies, oil companies, you know, they, they've been pretty positive more recently. Um, you know, I would say the parts of the market which are still you know, perhaps slightly less positive would be those related to, to travel. You know, travel is still pretty challenging at, at the moment, and as much as you know, there's optimism that travel will start to return to normal, um, there's also some concerns over new variants of uh, coronavirus, which which could spread and and dampen uh, demand again. But also, yeah, there's a, a fundamental issue I think behind the different approaches that some countries have taken to the pandemic. In that, yeah, those countries that have really looked to stamp out coronavirus and have been quite successful in doing that, like China, Korea, Taiwan. Yeah, those countries are actually going to find it harder to open up travel again uh, due to the you know, concerns that they would have over bringing coronavirus into countries which have effectively virtually eradicated it. So I think managements of those companies at the moment are you know, a little bit more uh, cautious. And Nick, uh, talk to us about dividends. Um, we've been in this lower for longer interest rate environment and we certainly have a uh, very large demographic uh, developed in emerging markets um, from a accumulation phase in their client portfolios to a distribution phase. And there's a desperate search for income. Uh, talk to us a little bit about dividends, dividend yield on emerging market uh, securities. Thanks. Yeah, I mean, the you know, last year was a pretty tough year for, for dividends. We saw a lot of cuts across the board as, as companies really look to 
conserve capital and uh, effectively have enough capital to, to defend against what was a very tough demand environment. Um, yeah, what's interesting this year is we are seeing dividends uh, come back. And I think what's perhaps the most striking area where we're seeing a resumption of dividend payments is in the financial sector. In the last year, we saw a lot of regulatory uh, changes sweep through uh, the banking sector within emerging markets, essentially forcing banks to conserve capital. Uh, so dividends were cut really at the behest of regulators. Yeah, as we as we come into 21, uh, we're seeing more banks and regulators start to relax now about capital, and banks are being able to pay out dividends. and And in many cases, the dividends that banks are paying out will include payments for dividends that were skipped in 2020. So, so from that for that sector, I think we could be looking at a real bumper year for for income as as there's this effective catch up. Uh, and elsewhere, you know, as we see. Earnings estimates, as I mentioned, have increased by 30% to this year. Yeah, dividends will tend to increase by by a similar amount. Um, so I think you know the the income outlook at the moment for for emerging markets is is pretty good, uh, and certainly you know they are an increasingly good uh, source of income for those investors that that are looking for income opportunities, particularly in a world where interest rates and Bond yields are also very low. Nick, I'd like to switch gears for a moment, if I could, and talk about uh, the fund itself, the Aberdeen Emerging Markets Equity Income Fund, ticker AEF, uh, is a closed-end fund vehicle. And from your perspective as a portfolio manager, how does the closed-end fund structure help you to effectively manage a portfolio like AEF? Yeah, I mean, Dan, it makes it, it it makes it a bit easier in a way. Um, you know, the the closed end structure essentially means that you, you you you're not too worried about money coming into or out of the portfolio. So, you, you know, liquidity is is less of a concern. You know, for in most open ended structures, you have to have sufficient liquidity of positions in order to to meet redemptions or or inflows. Whereas within the closed end structure. Yeah, that's not really an issue. So it does mean that the opportunity set becomes a little bit broader in terms of what you can actually invest in. So you can go down the market cap uh, into smaller companies. You can start to go into more frontier markets, uh, you know, markets which haven't reached that emerging market uh, stage of development yet. Uh, and also it enables you to buy different classes of shares of companies which may have uh, better income prospects to them. Uh, and often those kind of higher dividend yield classes of share uh, tend to be less liquid. So, so it does open up some, some kind of more interesting ways of investing and, and meeting the goals of the mandate. It seems to give you a lot of flexibility and really to be able to stick to that, that long-term strategy without short-term um, you know, knee-jerk reactions. So that seems important. One of the features of a closed-end fund, unlike an open-end in uh, most cases, is the use uh, of leverage, or also known as gearing. And just curious, what is the fund's current position on leverage? Yeah, I mean, the fund has essentially maintained a pretty steady dollar amount of leverage 
which I think today is about 10% of net assets. Um, and that leverage has essentially been maintained uh, for about the last two or three years. And yeah, that was maintained during during the downturn. So, you know, unfortunately, it did magnify losses uh, this time last year as we were kind of coming into the, the COVID crisis. But, you know, the leverage, because it was kept constant in terms of dollar amount, we've the portfolio has really benefited from that in the last 12 months or so as the market has has rebounded sharply. Um, you know, for a fund that is essentially comprised of very long-term investments and, you know, we're thinking very long-term when we make, make the investments, and with the leverage of, you know, uh, costing about 1% a year, we can earn well in excess of that from the uh, portfolio in terms of income level. So it's it's really just a way of, you know, enhancing the income generated from the portfolio and obviously with emerging markets performing quite well at the moment, it's, it's also enhancing the capital returns uh, available to ultimate investors in, in AES. And Nick, finally, what would you say to clients and shareholders to give them comfort that they should invest or allocate in their client portfolios to emerging market equities today? Yeah, I think emerging markets, which is an important part of a client's overall portfolio, uh, in that yeah, you really get good exposure to economies that tend to be growing more than developed markets, and economies where there's a lot of opportunities to to catch up with developed markets. In that, yeah, a lot of the businesses we invest in in emerging markets have essentially tried and tested business models which are at a relatively kind of early phase of of their development. Um, so you have an awful lot of opportunity in, in emerging markets. It's a very broad opportunity set in, in terms of economies that you can get exposure to. And today, the valuations of emerging markets are, are looking very good, particularly relative to developed markets. So I think there's quite a few reasons why uh, it's an attractive asset class to have some exposure to at the moment. Thank you, Nick, for those insights today. And thank you to our listeners for tuning in. You can find out more about the fund at www.aberdeenaef.com. I'm Dan Buchanan with Aberdeen Standard Investments. Do look out for future episodes.